Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello? Good morning. Wait, no intro. Oh, the intro. I'll redo the intro. I'm sorry if you didn't hear it. Amen. Hold on one moment. There. Can you hear it now, Miss Elders? Hold on. MN 103.3, Statenville, Valdosta, Moultrie, Georgia. Victorious Living Bible Institute, Incorporated, an affiliate of Christian Bible Institute and Seminary, a non-denominational Bible Institute founded as part of the Christian Education Department of the Upper Room Outreach Ministries, Incorporated, based in Waycross, Georgia. BLBI has expanded now with an on-site campus in Kenya. Our mission is to equip men and women of God to be productive and functioning parts of the local body of Christ. VLBI provides affordable biblical education and leadership training for ministers, professionals, and laypersons. We will provide you with the skills, education, and character needed to effectively serve, equip, and shape the lives of others as they pursue excellence in Christian education, ministry, and leadership. Study on site at our Waycross campus or online in our learning center. Visit www.victoriouslbi.org. Call 1-833-884-8880. Command your morning with Evangelist Renee Sellers on the prayer line, Monday through Friday, beginning at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday with devotion, prayer, and pronouncement of daily affirmations. Set the atmosphere for your day. Say what you want to say. Dial 1-712-770-4010. Using access code 266590. That's 1-712-770-4010. Using access code 266590. Set the atmosphere for your day. Say what you want to see on the prayer line with Evangelist Renee Sellers. Good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Evangelist Renee Sellers of the Upper Room Outreach Ministries in Waycross, Georgia, where our pastor is Pastor Samuel Sellers III. And we're live at 5 this morning on what we call Winning Wednesday. These days are going by so fast, and the, the next decade will be here before we know it. But this is Winning Wednesday. We're developing a winning mentality as it relates to our physical bodies in our series, The Battle for Your Body. Uh, we're live today on WHA 
KHLJ, 97.5 FM, 103.3 FM, 1400 AM, Statonville, Valdosta, Moultrie, Georgia. You can join us online this morning live at Foxy97.com, and you can join us on the call at 712-770-4010, access code 266-590. There will be a recap tonight at 7 p.m. on WHLJ. This devotion will also be available at Spreaker.com and YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Renee Sellers. So we are thankful today as we continue our series uh, on the battle for your body. We're understanding the source of sickness. We're understanding where the door came open. We're understanding that God is not the originator of sickness. Satan is. We're understanding how to truly be victorious and overcomers. We're understanding the importance of uh, of biblical declarations as they relate to healing, biblical healing affirmations for you to recite on a daily basis. So today's subject is something that uh, many of us are familiar with, and we've been taught over the years uh, about a thorn in the flesh. That's my subject today, a thorn in the flesh. For so many years, uh, we've thought or some have been taught that Paul's thorn in the flesh was a a physical ailment. But we're going to break that down and we're going to uh, dissect the word this morning as we seek to understand and seek to educate and edify the people listening today and explain this thorn in the flesh. Before I begin, I am going to ask Evangelist Paulette Griffin, if she could take us in, open our broadcast with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you glory, praise, and honor, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for another touch from my precious Holy Spirit to awaken us in our right minds with the use of all of our facilities, that we can come together from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Together in your name, Lord God, giving you glory, praise, and honor for all that you've done in our lives. For the sweet kiss of thy precious Holy Spirit, Lord God, with the activity of our limbs, Lord God, that we can come and glorify and praise thy name. For thine, O Lord, you are the greatness and the power, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. We know no other help but thee, Lord God. We ask that you bless the Upper Room Outreach Ministries, Pastor Samuel Evangelist Renee Sellers, for bringing forth command your morning prayer line on Foxy 97.5 FM, that we can come together, Lord God, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, together in your name, to learn more of your word, Lord God, that we may apply thy word to our heart, our mind, and our spirit, to our lives, Lord God, that we shall walk forth in victory and in praise. Your words that call me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way when I shall walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. We thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God our provider, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God our peace. Lord God, for being Jehovah Rohi, the Lord God our healer and our shepherd right now, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you for all that you've done and what you're yet to do. We give you glory and praise in the matchless name of Jesus for all things. Amen and amen. Amen. We give him praise for all things. His word says, give thanks in everything. And so not for everything, but in everything. So we're excited today. I'm really excited because this series has been a blessing to me, and I pray it has been a blessing to you. We're 
diligently searching and studying and understanding uh, how to be free and how to truly be victorious and overcomers when it comes to healing and deliverance. So my subject, once again, a thorn in the flesh. I'm going to, first of all, your healing promise for today, I said in the beginning of our a journey on this series that we were going to release a healing promise for you to claim each and every time we uh, step into a new devotion. So your healing promise for today is coming from Isaiah chapter 19, verse 22. Your healing promise today, Isaiah chapter 19, verse 22. And it says, and he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. And he shall be entreated of them, and shall heal them. We're going to talk about this thorn in the flesh, where it came from. We're going to identify what the Bible says this thorn was. We're going to explain this morning why this thorn in the flesh was permitted, and we're going to talk about what this thorn in the flesh did. We're going to talk about how this uh, thorn uh, was manifested, and uh, we're going to explain the results. Before we get in, I'm going to read Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, New King James of verses 7 through 10. First Corinthians, I'm not first, 2 Corinthians rather, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Thank you all for coming in this morning on the call, and thank you all for listening. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, New King James, it says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then... I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. There are some thoughts and some believe that this some believe that the thorn that Paul was talking about was some type of sickness that was keeping him, you know, that was uh, affecting him. And a lot of people debate this. A lot of people uh, question this. So we're going to talk about this today, and I pray that we can finish this today. They've been taught that this thorn was illness, and even though he prayed three times for it to leave, there were no results. And so a lot of people say, well, I got my own thorn in the flesh. This illness is my thorn. This cancer is my thorn in the flesh. Because of what Paul says, this is what some have come to believe. Tradition says your sickness is a thorn in the flesh like Paul's, and you will have to learn to live with it. But this thorn in the flesh tradition, because uh, we talk, Scripture talks about the traditions of men making the word of God to no effect. And so sometimes we've heard something preached over the years, and I myself have, have, have had to learn. 
I've had to learn to study uh, for myself. And a lot of people also rely on what they heard over the years, and they never seek to study for themselves. It's okay for you to study what I'm teaching. Because I believe the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we all have a responsibility to search the scriptures. And so we're talking about this today because many, uh, including myself uh, in times past, thought this was some type of sickness. And so the thorn in the flesh tradition is a major blockage that prevents a lot of people from receiving the healing that God desires for them to receive. This, this scripture has been misused. It has been misinterpreted. It, is as, it has been explained the wrong way to try to explain why people did not receive visible healing. And, and it also, uh, as we talk about this today, I, I want to encourage everybody, uh, whatever your conviction is, we're not here to debate I never want to get into a debate. I just encourage you to, to, to uh, listen, be my Aquila and Priscilla if you hear something that needs to be corrected. But then I, I want you to listen to me uh, this morning with a non-judgmental mentality. Whatever your conviction is, that's, that's you. But just hear the word of the Lord this morning as we dissect uh, this scripture in Second Corinthians chapter 12. A lot of people... Uh, have been prevented from receiving healing because they don't believe that they can receive it because of this thorn in the flesh has been taught that it was some type of sickness. So I want to encourage you on this winning Wednesday to have a winning mentality and lay aside everything that you've been taught. Lay aside everything that you've been taught by man concerning this issue as we examine, as we exegete this text this morning. And so here's what the Bible talks about teaches about Paul's thorn in the flesh. Well, first of all, what, what, what was it? The Bible says that Paul's thorn, if we look back at the text, he says in verse 7, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. And so the Bible says that this thorn was a messenger and not just a messenger. And so the Greek word, which the New Testament is original Greek, the Greek word messenger appears seven times in the New Testament. It is translated angel 181 times. All 188 times it is speaking of a personality, not a sickness or disease. A messenger is a personality. And so the use of the word thorns in the Old Testament supports this. Thorns is used in Numbers 33:55 and Joshua 23:13 to describe the inhabitants of the land of Canaan. In both of these cases, it was not a physical ailment, but buffeting by an enemy. In both of these cases, Numbers 33, 55, and Joshua 23, 13, it's talking about those, the inhabitants of the land of Canaan, not a physical affliction, but buffeting by an enemy. And so the Bible says, who, who was this from? What, what was it? It was a, a messenger. Where, where did it come from? The Bible says it was a messenger from Satan. And Paul says that, that it was given me. 
he did not say it was from God. Watch this now. He didn't say it was from God. He says, it was given me a messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. So what was it? It was a messenger. Who was it from? It was from Satan. Why was it permitted? Three reasons it was permitted. Three reasons it was permitted. First of all, number one, it prevented sin. Paul said the thorn was permitted because of the abundance of revelations he received and his tendency toward pride because of the abundance of revelations that he received. And before anyone claims to have a thorn in the flesh, maybe they should ask themselves how many revelations and visions they had received. Do they qualify for a thorn as Paul did? As Paul explains, a lot of people think they have a thorn in the flesh, but they have never had any kind of revelation or vision. If you remember, the, the, Paul talks about being taken up into the third heaven, which is, which is the heavenly realm where God reigns. And so, ladies and gentlemen, he's saying be, to keep this, from, this pride from setting in, this thing was permitted because of the abundance of revelations. It says that I, lest I be exalted above measure, pride, exalted, uh, arrogance, exalted, uh, lifting myself up, high-minded. And so uh, the, the first reason, it prevented sin because pride is sin, arrogance, sin. As a matter of fact, uh, the Bible records that rebellion is as witchcraft uh, and in the arrogant spirit. And so it prevented sin it fulfilled prophecy. Number two, it fulfilled prophecy. Because Jesus taught, said, when Paul was converted, the Lord told him in Acts 9:16, I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. We talked about this yesterday off the air when Holy, the Spirit of God spoke to Ananias and sent him to Paul. I will show him how great things he must suffer for my namesake. So this fulfilled prophecy. This thorn was the fulfillment of what the Lord said in Acts chapter 9, verse 16. It prevented sin, it fulfilled prophecy, and it gave him strength. The problems created by the thorn provide an opportunity for the, for the strength of God to be manifested in his life. He says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. He says, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs for Christ's sake, acknowledging these things I will suffer for Christ's sake. Then he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And so it, 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 it prevented sin, it fulfilled prophecy, and it also provided strength. What did it do? The thorn buffeted Paul. And that word buffet means to give repeated blows. It means to give repeated blows over and over and over again. And so the word buffeting does not refer to a permanent state of sickness, but it does refer to repeated blows. 
repeated blows. The messenger was sent to Buffett Paul to try to stop the word of God from being preached. And a lot of you are experiencing repeated blows. And it's not, for, listen, it's not uh, sickness, it's not disease, these repeated blows, these things come against you. This messenger was sent to Buffett Paul to try to stop the word of God from being preached. I, how is this thing manifested? Here's some ways. This thorn stirred up opposition to try to buffet Paul, these repeated blows, these constant things that came against him and his ministry. And there are those that are experiencing repeated blows, those constant things that are seeking to come against you and your ministry. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, verse 23. New King James Version of the Bible, it says, Now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. This is a, a, one of the ways that this thorn stirred up opposition to Buffett Paul. It, the, the Jews plotted to kill him. They were determined to kill him right after his conversion. And, and there are a lot of people that are trying to kill you even though you're converted. They may not be using their fists. They may not be using knives. They may not be using swords. But a lot of people are using their tongue to try to kill you. They're doing it to Kanye right now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this was a how this thorn was manifested in his life, how this thorn stirred up opposition to Buffett Paul. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, verse 26 through 29. Paul was hindered in joining the believers in Acts chapter 9, verse 26, uh, verse 26 through 29. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. Is there anybody that's converted and because of your past, people don't believe that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ? I wrote something earlier this morning regarding uh, the Apostle Paul, and I want to encourage somebody with this. I'm going to post it later on social media once I get my, my punctuation and make sure I got my grammar right. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, outwrote out-preached, and out-traveled all of his partners in ministry. He describes himself before his conversion as a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. He had a past that was a mess, but he became one of Christ's greatest messengers. And I want to encourage somebody on this winning Wednesday. I probably should have said this at the end, but I'm going to say it now. Your past does not disqualify you when Christ has converted you. Can somebody run around your bedroom, your bathroom, your living room this morning and declare that my past does not disqualify me when Christ has converted me. Come on, Miranda. Your past is not an issue anymore. Often your past is your greatest qualifier. Because I can't, listen, it'll be very difficult for for me to relate to the prostitute if I've never been one. It'd be difficult for me to relate to to the woman that was abused if I've never been one. It'd be difficult to relate to the woman who who was on drugs if I'd never been there. It'd be difficult for me to relate to to the women who are trying to get out of abusive situations if I've never been there. And so your past is often your greatest qualifier. People may not believe in you, but don't let that stop you from allowing God to use you. And so Paul was hindered in joining the believers, Acts 9, 26. But Barnabas, verse 27, took him and brought him to the apostles. 
and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. How does this thorn in the flesh, how does this thorn in the flesh, where is the, where is the opposition? How did this thorn stir up opposition to Buffett Paul? Let's look at Acts chapter 13, verse 44 through 49. Acts chapter 13, verses 44 through 49. Hallelujah. It says in the New King James Version, starting at verse 44, it says, on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. There are a lot of people listening, not, no, not listening on the call or the air. I'm saying there are a lot of people that will listen to you and would not believe you because of jealousy and envy. And so they opposed the things spoken by Paul because not, be, not because, because of who Paul was. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn you to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as been appointed to eternal life believed. Verse 49 says, And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Like Paul, your th- listen, they were filled with envy, the multitude, the Jews. When the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blasphemy. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. This opposition, this thorn stirred up opposition for Paul, just like it stirs up opposition for some of you. Because the people, listen, there are those that will come and listen to you just to question, listen, just to put a question mark on you. There are those that will come to listen to you just to try to find something wrong with the ministry that God has given you. But I want to encourage you this morning to keep preaching the word and be like Paul and Barnabas and grow bold and fearless and dauntless in this season. Watch this. Because somebody needs to hear your voice and listen so that they might believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ somebody needs to hear your testimony because if God saved you he can save them somebody needs to know that no matter how bad or how wretched your past was that God can still use you after he converts you and so he was beaten and jailed at Philippi in Acts 16 he was mobbed and expelled from Thessalonica in Acts 17 he was mobbed and expelled from Berea and he was mobbed at Corinth and Ephesus there was a plot against his life by the Jews he was seized by Jews he was mobbed he was tried in court five times he suffered other hardships why because of the gospel the Lord listen it is all had already been prophesied the things he would have to suffer 
for the name of the Lord. So never once in all his writings did Paul name sickness as a buffeting which he suffered. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul showed that his idea of buffeting was not a permanent sickness. He said, even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. So Paul, in Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, he does share an experience with sickness, but this was not his thorn because it was not a permanent condition. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 through 16. Although he did encounter illness, this was not the thorn that he's referring to. Uh, Galatians four thirteen through 16, it says, You know that because of physical infirmity, illness, physical illness, I preached the gospel to you at first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. In other words, you do anything for me. But watch this now. Have I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. I know that, listen, verse 16 is a whole nother message. Because there are sometimes people love you until you tell them what they need to hear instead of what they want to hear. And then he says, he asked the question, you, listen, you would have given, you would have get, listen, given your eyes to me. You would have plucked them out. You would have, you'd do anything for me. But have I now become your enemy because I tell you the truth? <laughs> oh, God, have I now become your enemy because I corrected you? Have I now become your enemy because I told you what you needed to hear and I brought correction and, 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 and instruction? Have I now become your enemy because I want to spare you uh, uh, eternal damnation in hell by telling you the truth? That, that, that Listen, you shall know the truth about God and the truth shall make you free. Have I now become your enemy because I was your friend and now I'm your pastor? He said he, he said he had only at first. So some believe Paul Thorne was defective eyes, but his eyes were healed in Acts 9.18. So Paul himself tells us in the year 60 when he wrote this epistle that it was around 14 years ago that he received the abundant revelation, and this resulted in the thorn in the flesh. That was 12 years after his conversion when he saw the glory of God. What was the result of this thorn in the flesh? Well, I'll tell you after we take a quick break for Station ID. We are live at 5 on WHLJ 97.5 FM, 103.3 FM, 1400 AM, Statenville, Valdosta, Moultrie, Georgia. Oh, you can join us online this morning at Foxy, F-O-X-Y 97.com. And you can join us on the call as we talk about a thorn in the flesh. We're explaining what this thorn was. We t- as we do this series on, on healing and deliverance, we understand this thorn in the flesh that the Apostle Paul was talking about was not uh, a sickness or, or disease. You can join us on the call at 712 712- Seven seven zero four zero one zero. Access code two six six five nine zero. There'll be a recap tonight at seven p.m. on WHLJ. What were the results? 
Paul talks about this infirmity. And infirmity means want of strength, weakness, and inability to produce results through his own natural abilities. Let me say that again. Infirmity means want of strength, weakness, and inability to produce results through his own natural abilities. Through this weakness, God's power and strength were manifested. This is why we have to remember what what the Lord says. My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You and I have to remember that when we're dealing with uh, certain challenges. And so as we get ready to close, talking about Paul's thorn, although we cannot know for, for certain exactly what it was, we do know that was not a illness, a physical ailment. Paul's thorn resulted in God's power being demonstrated in his life. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I have to rely on God's power. Even when those things that Paul went through affect us, even when we're persecuted, even when people envy us and they try to come against what God is doing in our lives, we have to rely on God's strength. Even when people try to kill us, listen, with their words, with their lies, with their with their sabotage, with, with going out, and, and I mean, like, listen, we have to rely on God's strength like now. Never before. Some people use the thorn in the flesh to excuse or to wallow in their physical ailments. They got to remember that the only biblical example, which is the Apostle Paul, of a thorn in the flesh, this man out rode, out preached, out traveled, all the people that he, he worked with in ministry. We got to remember this that this, and I want to help somebody today. Because when we're really doing the work, the kingdom work, we got to be in the, have the mindset that I am unstoppable. When we're doing the work for the Lord, we don't make excuses for not serving. When we're really, really on fire for God, we don't make excuses about why I can't. As a matter of fact, I can't is never a part of our vocabulary. Why? Because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, his strength. I can because of his strength, so I can't should never be in the vocabulary of a believer. Believer, just the fact that you're a believer is an indicator that you should always have the mindset of I can. Somebody say this is winning Wednesday, and we got to have an I can, a winning mentality. So there's never something that we can, can't do as believers. We, we can't sin. We can't lie. We can't walk in unforgiveness. Of course, those are some things that we can't. But when it comes to serving God and serving his people, doing the work of the kingdom, doing ministry work, if God has called you to it, God has given you what you need to do it, so there should never be a I can't in your vocabulary. The thorn, all these things he was dealing with, did not hinder his ministry. It didn't stop him from serving God. It didn't stop him from doing the work of the kingdom. It didn't stop him from overseeing other ministries. It did not stop him from from, from demonstrating the power of God. It did not stop God's power from working through him. And ladies and gentlemen, listen, you cannot let what's happening around you stop you. Somebody needs to declare on Wednesday, Wednesday, I am unstoppable. Even though Paul's thorn was not sickness, you and I can still claim the same strength 
that God gave him, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God, Paul says that most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in these things, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The key is you have to rely on God. You have to keep your focus on God. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's the person that's coming against me that really needs to worry. And so, some home study for you today. Think about your own physical condition or somebody you know. Somebody you know. What are your present weaknesses? How can God's strength be manifested in those weaknesses? First question is for you to do as we get ready to close the broadcast today. Some home study. What are your present weaknesses, number one? And number two, how can God's strength be manifested in these weaknesses? The next question is, while you're waiting for your healing to manifest, what can be done to bring glory to God? There are a lot of people that are, are, are can't even get out of bed. But there are some people that can't get out of bed, and everybody that comes in their room, they minister to them. They encourage them. How can you, uh, while you await your healing, while you're waiting for your healing to manifest, what can be done to bring glory to God? You, can you pray for somebody today? Can you uh, minister on, on the radio or on a prayer line? Can you start your own prayer line since you're not able to leave the house? How can you bring glory to God while you wait for your healing to manifest? Are you experiencing some external buffeting from Satan in addition to your physical problems? What problems are you experiencing? Can you explain what they are? And how can God's glory be manifested in these circumstances? So in all that we do, ladies and gentlemen, everything we do, we should do to glorify God. Paul did not let this thorn in the flesh stop him, and I encourage you not to let what you're going through stop you. I want to encourage you today that when God has given you an assignment, he will give you the strength to accomplish what he has given you to do. Your issue, your, your, what you must do is to keep your focus on him. I say it all the time. I can't say it enough because what the enemy wants to do is bring distractions. He's going to do this. All these things that Paul was going through, Jews trying to kill him because of the word that he preached, people being envious of him. Listen, they, they, listen all the things that he went through because of the gospel, he could have allowed those things to stop him, but he did not. And I want to encourage you, don't allow what you're going through to stop you. He was beaten. He was put in jail, but he was still unstoppable. He was mobbed and expelled, but he was still unstoppable. He w it was a plot to take his life, but he was still unstoppable. You have to be, re be reminded, like Paul was told, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect. In weakness. Paul resolved to this, and he said, For when I am weak, then <laughs> I am strong. So that's all we have time for today. This thorn in the flesh was our subject today. And I want to encourage you to whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with, be like Paul and don't let it stop you. Evangelist Darlene Gant, woman of God, servant of God, servant of Christ, 
victorious woman, can you take us in this morning with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Father, giving you praise, Lord. We're thankful, Father, for all things that you do for us, Father. We thank you for things that have already been done, Father, that we have no knowledge of, Father. Father, we bless your name. We give you glory, Father. We honor you not only with our lips but with our hearts, Lord. Heavenly Father, we know, Father, that without you, Father, we would not have risen this morning, Father. We thank you for the lying down last night. We thank you for your divine protection with your angels watching over us and keeping us, Lord. Heavenly Father, we praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for our families, Father. And, Father, we thank you for keeping them safe on the highways, Father, in their homes, Father. Oh, Father, we bless your name, Father, for you are great and you are worthy of all praise, honor, and glory, Lord. Lord. Heavenly Father, we come this morning, Father. Oh, Father, we have a mind, Father, to cry out to you, Lord, asking you, Lord, to cleanse us, Father. Oh, Father, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Father. Let nothing be in our hearts, Father, that will cause us to have impurities, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Father, to transform our thinking, Father. As we study your word, Father, as we read and understand, Father, give us complete understanding, Father. Give us wisdom, Lord. We say, we, Father, we need wisdom. When you say in your word, if any man like wisdom, let him ask for it. So, Father, Father, we ask you for wisdom today, Father, on how to apply knowledge, Father. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Father, to guide us through this day, Father. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, that, Father, let us walk, Father, in love, Father. Oh, Father, if we've done anybody wrong, Father, let us be humble, Father. Humble, Father, that we can apologize, Father, from our hearts, Father. Heavenly Father, for we mean to do it your way, Father. Oh, Father, you said your word says obedience is better than sacrifice, Lord. So we want to walk in obedience, Father, keeping your commandments, Father remembering, Father, all things that you tell us, Father. Oh, Father, we ask you to guide us, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, to guide us in our thinking, Father. Guide us, Father, in all that we say and do, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray today, Father, for our families, Father. Oh, Father, we thank you for those that are saved, Father. Oh, Father, we praise you, Father, for those that have humbled themselves and come to you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we're praying for those, Father, that are unsaved, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, hallelujah. Oh, Father, let someone tell them of your good in your mercy. Let someone let them know that they have a way out, Father. Oh, Father, we pray that the scales will fall from their eyes, Father. Oh, Father, we pray that their hearts will be humbled, Father, and that they will receive you, Lord, before they leave this world, Lord. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Father. Hallelujah for your son, Jesus. Ah. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, for the ultimate sacrifice that he made, Father. Heavenly Father, we just want to praise you. Hallelujah. We say thank you, Jesus. Ah. Oh, thank you, Jesus for going to Calvary Cross that we would have a chance, hallelujah, for eternal life, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Father, hallelujah. Oh, Father, for each and every family, Father, that is on this line this morning, Lord, that is listening in to hear the woman of God, listening to the word, knowing, hallelujah, that they have an opportunity. Oh, Father, for you love us all, Father. You're in the respect of our persons, Father. Oh, Father, if you did it for one, you could do it for another, my God. You're all powerful. you got all power in your hand, Lord. Oh, Father, Father, we thank you for the healings that have taken place. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, today, Father. Oh, Father, someone is standing in the need of, Father. Oh, Father, emotional healing, Father. Physical healing, Lord. Whatever the need is, Father, we know that you're the supplier of all of our needs, huh? Heavenly Father, so we're praying today, Father, for healings to be manifested, Lord. Oh, Father, let us feel your warm embrace, Father. Oh, Father, let us feel your healing virtue, my God, huh? Oh, Father, we're praying for testimonies to come forth, Father. Oh, Father, we know that you're a God of 
the miraculous, my God. Oh, Father, so we ask your Father. Oh, Father, perform miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, somebody needs to know, Lord. Oh, Father, that you love them, Lord. Oh, Father, comfort those, Father, that are feeling lost and alone, my God. Oh, Father, look down upon families, Father. Oh, Father, that are struggling, Father. Oh, Father, whether it's their finances, Father, communication, Father, whatever the situation is, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask you to intervene in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we're praying right now, Father, for marriages. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, hallelujah, to restore, Lord. Oh, Father, we're praying right now for that family unity, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you, Lord, hallelujah, to bind us together. Oh, Father, you would have us to be, Father. Oh, Father, loving one another, Father. Oh, Father, respecting one another, Father. Heavenly Father, we pray for our children and our grandchildren. Oh, Father, we pray that moms and dads will stay together and work it out. Oh, Father, that children will be raised in a home with both parents. Oh, Father, we pray for those in a single parent homes, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you right now, Father, to strengthen the parent. Oh, Father, that are trying to raise their children alone. Oh, Father, let them know they're not alone, my God. Oh, Father, may ways for them, Father. Oh, Father, we pray, Father, that they will put you first, Lord, that they will pray and seek your face. Oh, Father, that you can instruct them, Father. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now, Father. Oh, Father, look down on our communities, Father. Oh, Father, with the violence that's going on all around us, Father. Chaos is everywhere, my God. Oh, Father, let us be that light in a dark place. Oh, Father, that people will see men of God standing strong, that they will see women of God standing strong. Oh, Father, let us be always ready, always ready with a word, hallelujah. Oh, Father, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, let us be always ready, oh, Father, to pray, hallelujah, without ceasing. Oh, Father, let us always be ready, oh, Father, walking in love, oh, Father, being able to help, Father, where we can be, Father. Oh, Father, where there is a need, my God, oh, Father, look down upon all of our elderly, Father, all of those that are older, Father, and they've been forgotten, let them know, Father, that you care, my God. Oh, Father, give us guidance on where to go and what to say to them, Lord. Oh, Father, let us call someone and tell them that they matter. Oh, Father, for all lives matter to you, my God. Oh, Father, we pray today, Father, for all of those in abusive situations, whether they be children or adults, my God. Heavenly Father, we ask you to move them out of it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, move by your mighty power. Oh, Father, we pray, Father. Oh, Father, we pray that they have the strength, hallelujah. Oh, Father, they will overcome, huh? Oh, Father, we pray they have the strength to know, hallelujah. Oh, Father, that they are not where people say they are, huh? Oh, Father, but you made us fearfully and wonderfully hot. And none of us are a mistake, my God, hot. Oh, Father, we have a purpose, my God. Oh, Heavenly Father, we pray, Father. Oh, Father, for all of those that have been taken against their will, hot. All of those that have been taken into captivity, hot. Sold into sex slavery, my God, hot. So, hallelujah, the human trafficking, Lord, hot. Whatever the condition is, God, hot. Oh, Father, we cry out today that you will uncover all of it, Lord, hot. Oh, Father, no matter who it is, Father, hot. From the very top, hallelujah, all the way down to the bottom, Lord, hot. Uncover the deception, Lord. Uncover the ruthlessness, my God, hot. Uncover the greed for money, my God, hot. Oh, Father, we pray that right now in the name of Jesus, hot. Oh, that the young girls and the young boys are 
coming home. Oh, Father, we pray right now, hallelujah, there will be joy in the household, where moms and dads know that their children are coming on home, Lord. Oh, Father, for you know every location. Oh, Father, we pray right now for the strength of those that are bold enough to go in to rescue them, Lord. We pray that you give them strategies, Lord. Oh, Father, loose your angels to be with them, Lord. Your strong angels to fight against the forces of evil, my God. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father, for being a God that cares. Oh, Father, you're concerned about everything that concerns us, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we pray today, Father, for all of those behind prison walls, Lord. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus, oh, Father, that the word, your word, my God, will reach them, Father. Oh, Father, there's many that will come, Father. We pray, Father, that we have the strength, Father, that we have the knowledge and the wisdom, Lord, oh, Father, to guide them, Father, that we have the knowledge and wisdom to nurture them, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you right now for every opportunity that you give us, Father. Oh, Father, to lift up the name of Jesus for every opportunity hallelujah, that you give us, Lord, to stand on your word, oh, Father, no matter what it looks like, Father, no matter what it feels like, Father, give us the strength to stand, knowing who we are, being confident, Lord, oh, Father, we thank you, Father, we thank you for your compassion, we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, Father, oh, Father, we thank you, Father, for every time that you forgive us, Lord, Heavenly Father, we pray today, Father, oh, Father, that many will be added each and every day to the body of Christ, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you for all souls, Father. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father, for the body of Christ, Father. We thank you, Father, for our brothers and sisters, Father. We pray unity, ha. Let there be no division, hallelujah. Let us be humble, hallelujah. Oh, Father, seeking you, Father, while you may be found, ha. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every ministry represented on this line today. We thank you for Dr. Renee Sellers and Pastor Samuel Sellers. Allow and command your morning to go forth. We thank you, Father, for everyone that calls in. That listens in, hallelujah. Oh, Father, and they desire to hear your word, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray blessings. Oh, Father, we pray that you bless them abundantly, Lord. We thank you for Mr. Lee and all of his staff. Oh, Father, we pray blessings for them, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Father, oh, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, to look down on our government this morning, Father. Oh, Father, let a shaking and awaking come forth, Father. Oh, Father, shake loose all of those things that are not pleasing to you, Father. Oh, Father, we're praying for morals to be restored in this nation, Lord. Oh, Father, we're praying, Father, that many, hallelujah, oh, Father, will do a turnaround, my God. We're praying, Father, for godly people to be put in positions of power, huh? those that will seek you and put you first, Lord. Huh? Oh, Father, we pray, Father. Oh, Father, we ask you, Father, this morning, Father. Oh, Father, to watch your reach in every nation, Father. All of those that serve you, Lord. Huh? Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father. We pray that all of us will be praying, that we will press and pray, Father. Oh, Father, for we know when prayers, hallelujah. Oh, Father, the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, Lord. We know that prayer has the power to to change things. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask you this morning, Father. Oh, Father, look down upon each and every one. Oh, Father, as we leave this line today, Lord, Heavenly Father, we pray safety, Father. Oh, Father, in our travels, Father. Oh, Father, we ask you, Lord, to keep our minds focused on what we've heard today, Lord. Knowing, Father, 
that you are always there, Father. Remembering, Father, that we can talk to you about anything, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you to give your angels charge over us, Lord. Oh, Father, keeping us, Father. Oh, Father, wrapping us up, Father, in your love, Father. Heavenly Father, we bless your name. We praise you. We give your glory, Lord. Father, we ask you all of these blessings in your Son, Jesus' precious and holy name. We thank you. Amen. And it is so. And if there's anyone on the line this morning and you've made a decision that you want to be saved, you made a decision that this is your day, this is your day that you will become a new creation. As I do the salvation prayer, please repeat after me. Father, it is written in your word that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I shall be saved. Therefore, Father, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. I make him Lord of my life right now today. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I renounce my past life with Satan and close the door to any of his devices. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Jesus is my Lord, and I am a new creation. All things have passed away. Now all things have become new in Jesus' name. If you repeated that prayer after me, we want to welcome you to the body of Christ. You are loved. We loved you before. We love you now. We thank the Lord for you, and we are so thankful that you had a number heart and made a decision to join us. We once again say welcome to the body of Christ. We pray that you will find a church where you can develop and grow to become the believer that God would have you to be, walking in obedience, learning his word, building your prayer life, and sitting under the authority of one that will nurture and teach you the things that you must know. At this time, we release the line back to Dr. Renee Sellers of Command Your Morning Broadcast. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Evangelist Darlene Gant. Uh, Pastor Joel Osteen says this regarding 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. He says, most people don't go around saying, oh, thank you for these insults. I, I love hardships. I take pleasure in persecutions. More trouble, bring them on. Most people don't go around saying that. Paul says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses. Paul knew something that a lot of people don't understand. He had a revelation that when he is at his weakest in the natural, he is fully dependent on God, his strength. When things are going well, when we're living on top of the world, it's easy to lose sight of how we got there. We feel so pleased and proud of all our hard work. And, yes, God does bless hard work, but he wants us to be fully dependent on him, knowing that he is the source of our blessings. When hard times come, Pastor Joe Osteen says, people who haven't prayed in years suddenly decide to get on their knees. Paul was thankful that he could tap into the source of strength when he was weak. We should follow Paul's example and rejoice even in hard times, knowing that he is filling us with strength and leading us to the place of victory. But let's also be determined to rejoice 
and give thanks in the good times and the bad, knowing that God is our Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and that he is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. So I want to encourage you today as we are encouraged by Pastor Joel Osteen, knowing that he is filling us with his strength and leading us to the place of victory. You are victorious. The Bible records in 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 of the New Living Translation. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that, you can decree and declare, I win, I am victorious. That's it. God bless you. God keep you. It's Winning Wednesday. Go out and have a winning day with this winning mentality. That's all. We'll see you tomorrow morning live at 5. Hallelujah. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.